We are going live in three, two, one. What is up, guys? And welcome back to the Sweated Out Podcast. Today, we have a very special guest. Also here in Miami, he is a tremendous real estate agent. He is located in South Beach. He is also a relocation expert and has the number one Miami YouTube channel, which I'll tell you right now, that's not easy to do. So, guys, help us welcome the one and only Hans Weisfeld. What's up, brother? What is going? What's going on, man? I appreciate that intro, man. That that makes you feel good. <laughs> good, man. That's what, that's what we like to hear from our guests is that you guys feel welcomed and powerful on our podcast. So, like we always like to start it off on the pod. You know, how did you get into your real estate industry? How did you get into it? You know, what got you motivated? What got you started? Um, did you always have an appreciation for wanting to get into real estate, or did it just something that happened out of nowhere and now you're just killing it? Great question, man. So pretty much I've always worked in the, in the service industry. <clears throat> I've, uh, you know, I lived in Miami Beach for quite some time and I've always worked in hotels and restaurants in Miami Beach and downtown in Brickell. So I've always been in the, the service guy. Um, I had no thoughts about becoming a real estate agent or even a center real estate. I had no one in my circle that sold real estate, like a zero, zero knowledge about real estate. But I was, I felt like I was very good at service. I always get compliments from clients and guests at restaurants or hotels from the service and just really good uh, vibes from everyone for years and years and years. And one day it just kind of clicked in my mind and I'm like, wait, why am I selling drinks and food? Let me go. Like, I was actually on the beach. I, I was working at the Fontainebleau Hotel in Miami Beach mm-hmm. and I was like, you know, serving guests, you know, high-end amazing guests over there. And honestly, I was like, when one day I just like lived at all the hotels and property, I was like, shit, I could just stop selling this and start selling that. That's the mindset that I had. And again, I had no one around me that was doing it. I think I Googled like a real estate course. I did a one week course, which is crazy and sad, but I did a one week course. Three weeks later, I was already studying real estate. Wow, that's amazing. Three weeks later without no knowledge of. So, you know, it took me, it's been six years now. It definitely took four years for, for me to, I will say, start making some type of money. It's been a struggle. And then, you know, now, you know, things are going well, but I'm in my sixth year. So it's been, it's been a challenge, but I'm definitely um, happy about everything. So in real estate and anyone who's looking to get into real estate or become an agent, how long did it take you to get your first deal? So that's a good question. So that really depends, man. I got my first deal like within months in the business, but that's because I went to a broker where they were giving leads so I just, I was just getting leads and I didn't know what I was doing, but I just, again, I had the service in me and, you know, I had knowledge in Miami. I grew up over there and I understood, you know, service and I understood hospitality, hospitality, and just, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't that difficult, right? I was an investor. They kind of knew what they wanted. I kind of knew numbers already. So from the day, from day one, I've always been like YouTubing, investigating, researching, learning. So it wasn't tough, but again, that's what a broker that was giving you leads. There's a lot of brokers that don't. So that really, really depends. It really depends on, the, on where you go. And how do you get, get business now for yourself? So now about 70% of my business comes from YouTube and Instagram. So I'm heavy on the videos, heavy on the Instagram content. Uh, I went to school for music, so I'm a very creative person. So when I first started doing real estate, I was actually really sad that, uh, that I was stepping out of the music. When I first started working in real estate, I was working at a music studio, which is my passion, but I didn't really see too much money in that. And again, I had that mindset of like, let me go and you know, and start selling the big things. Um, so 
so again, it was just, um, I forget what I was saying. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. No, they, um, don't worry. YouTube, IG, you're killing it. You're bringing all the leads in and you're mixing so again, your I was passion. Going back to the creativity. So I was going to school for music. So I was really sad at first. And then I said, damn, I can start creating content videos. I had no knowledge in videos and content, any of these things. But I had your creativity in me from school, from a background in, in music. And my mom was a dance teacher. I have uh, uh, uncles and aunties that are like authors and, and very art family. So I was able to bring in the, the creativity, the art in my career. And that's making videos, being creative, creativity. And then everything that I do in my business is very creative. So I'm really, really happy because now I can do two things that I love in one. And that's the power about social media is that you can have the, the, the options to be able to do more than what you were just stuck doing before where it's like, okay, I, I only do this in this industry. I can't do other things. But now social media is showcasing your personality, your hobbies, the things you like actually feeds into your industry, feeds into the things you like because at the end of the day, people want to connect with people and people want to meet people at a personal level and a relatable level. So if you can connect with people, and show your personality, show the things you like, your morals, your values, and relate, people want to do business with you. And, and I've come to the, to the understanding that when it comes to social media, that's one of the biggest components is that you want to be able to sh connect with people through you being you. Um, and when you can do that, I feel that that really sparks up a lot of gain in whatever business you're doing or industry you're in, which is probably why you've gotten so many leads from your YouTube, from your Instagram, but most importantly, I want to I want to bring something up. When you started that, right? When you started that, how long did it take you to actually build that traction and start getting leads? Because here's the biggest problem: a lot of people will see and compare, but they don't understand that it takes time. Yeah. The same thing, like in anything else, it doesn't happen mm -hmm. overnight. How long did it take you to actually start getting leads, good leads? That's that's a really good question, and it's very everything you just said is so true, man. Um, so it took me, I would say six months, I probably started getting some like so-so leads and then, but it really took me one year to start getting like better leads, start closing leads. And even within one year, you know, I was like, I was kind of, I was comparing to other agents and I was seeing other people doing something similar. I was like, damn, why, why isn't that working for me? Is it my style? Is it the way that I talk? Is it the way that I dress? Is it the way that I present myself? Is it my, I knew it wasn't the creativity because, because again, that part was, but I was like, there's something up. And I was like, I'm just going to keep going. And then a few months later, so right now it's been almost two years that I've been doing content. But I will say like one year and a half, consistent, every single week, every single week, putting out videos. Uh, that's when I really, I really, like a lot of more leads started coming in. I started closing more deals. And now it's just, you know, a ball rolling. And every day I'm just trying to make it better. But one year and a half, definitely consistency. That's one thing I learned in business, man. Every single business. Most people do give up so quick. No lie, I just I, I started a podcast. I gave up. I gave up. But I was already knowledgeable and understood that anything you want to do, you gotta be consistent. It'll take, I always say it takes two years. So right now I could start a podcast and I know in two years it'll start going. I could be a handyman. And right now it might suck, but in two years, like anything, it'll take about two years minimum to start going, right? So when I started the podcast, I kind of knew that. But then I started really seeing that it wasn't like I was better at just bringing information in my YouTube channel and didn't, it wasn't my, my way to go, but, uh, but definitely consistency and everything I see kind of takes like two years, man. two years. A hundred percent. They, they say yeah. that it takes around two years or I don't know, like 10,000 plus hours to become a master of your craft. Mm -hmm. And I think you've gone at that point because 
think about it, it, it takes one year to kind of understand, get your feet wet, especially in real estate with all the contracts and the language and, you know, trying to understand what people are even saying in the first place. The second year, you're already like, okay, I, I get what I get. What's up? Let's take this business to the next level. And then towards the end of that second year, you already have the foundation. You already have everything set up. It's just build upon that and just be active and attack and just be consistent. What would be one of the biggest, because I know you're here in Miami, What's like one of the biggest obstacles you face as a realtor starting out and being consistent? <laughs> it's scary, man, when I tell people there's around 55,000 agents, 55,000 real estate agents in just the Miami Association. Uh, so there's definitely so much competition. We all know that everyone has two or three friends or people that you know that are real estate agents. So, so it's definitely a lot of competition. Uh, that's definitely the number one, you know, the toughest thing um, starting new. Um, that's the number one. And then what else is, is tough? I mean, there's so much, it's, it's a language, right? There's so much to it. Cause this one, one crazy thing of being an entrepreneur, right? Cause at the end of the day, this is a thing that many people may get confused, but we're being a real estate agent. I look at it. I feel like, I don't really feel like I'm a real estate agent. I feel like I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a business. And this is what I've learned now with everything that I've created. Right. So I'm actually doing more marketing than real estate agent. Like that whole other part of real estate Everything is just systems and structures and getting everything. But everything else is just like entrepreneurship, business, mindset, you know, uh, focus, consistency, all these other things that I think almost every single entrepreneur has uh, in, in, in similarity, right? Um, so I got lost the question again. What was the question I was supposed to answer, Brian? The, um, the, the biggest obstacle you face as a realtor. So you're saying that, uh, it was first getting your feet wet language. Um, so, right, so, so being a real estate, I don't know why I haven't seen twice, but being a real estate, like, so, so, which again, going back to entrepreneur, I was talking about, it's not just understanding the contract and saying that part of real estate is so much things, man. Like you're, you're almost an accountant, you're almost a psychologist, uh, you know, uh, psychology you do with the clients, um, accountability, like, Freaking, there's, oh man, there's so much things that are involved, right? Um, again, because there's people with emotions, right? So it's like, oh, I don't know. Sometimes you can't use emotions. You got to use, like, you got to be rational, right? Sometimes uh, people are really busy in their life. You just got to be on their, on their ass. You got to follow up like crazy, right? That's, and there's so much, like marketing, again, being creative, doing content, like having systems, having structure. Um, there's so much managing people's money, numbers, investing, right? Finances. Hey, if you invest here, you can get this much return. If you invest here, you get, so there's so much things in real estate that it's not just the, you know, one thing that's part of the toughest part is like learning so much little things about everything in life. So you can better help, you know, your clients. And, uh, that thing, that thing that takes a while, you know, again, I'm in my sixth year and just now I'm feeling really, really comfortable that I can help, you know, someone buying a hundred thousand dollar property or someone buying a $10 million property. But it definitely took a long time to really get to that level of confidence and understanding the basics uh, around, again, around being an entrepreneur and helping people with, with everything, not just the real estate part, but everything else. So Hans, let me ask you, when it comes to learning everything you've learned on the real estate side and on the marketing, social media side, what would you say are your go-to places, your sources, uh, where you've learned how to be able to get knowledgeable on real estate and on marketing, branding yourself? And YouTube, 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 always. YouTube Academy. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I've, man. Who, who are your I top mean, guys? Who are your top people? Who are your top people you've learned from? What are some of the names? 
check this out for everyone listening. My like number one guy, he's like my master almost. His name is Jim Ron. He's like from the seventies. He's like, he, he's a, uh, he's like a Tony Robbins, as you say, but from the seventies or eighties. Um, and I love this guy because, you know, back then it was very different than how society is today. So back then it was like no social media, none of these. So it's more real. Um, so I learned a lot from this guy, a lot from this guy. Um, I suggest everyone goes and checks him out. It's a great, a lot of great words to have in, in your life uh, that can help you with not just in entrepreneurship, but just in life in general. So Jim Brown is my number one. Um, that's what the mindset, just growing. There's more personal development. And then everything else uh, on YouTube, uh, just just search like you're a real estate agent. There's so much things, you know, being a real estate agent, there's so much people making content. There's so much. I can get I get things from someone who's just starting out and has, you know, no subscribers. I'll get little nugs from them. And then I'll get nugs from the huge guys that have, you know, 100,000 subscribers and million subscribers, right? Everyone has something good to offer, man. Everyone, everyone you get something from. So when you're doing your content and you're posting, you're making all this, um, all these uh, informative videos that you make, how do you get the clients? Do they personally reach out to you or are you reaching out to them? Like, how do you even start that dialogue with them? Good question, Brian. Yeah, I mean, believe it or not, it's, it's, it's the, the most beautiful thing, but people always reach out to me. I never reach out to people anymore. And that's probably the toughest part. That's probably the toughest part in real estate, like getting clients, right? Getting people to, to reach out to you. Because most agents, I would say 90% of agents, are always reaching out. I've always, I've already been in five real estate companies since I started in six years. I've always, most, I've always been like that, like always trying to grow, always trying to better myself. So once I didn't see any more value in the company, I went to the next one. Uh, hopefully, I'll stick around where I'm at for for a long time. I feel comfortable now, but um, definitely, it's something that's that's the, the hardest thing having people reach out to you, right? So most real estate agents, 90% always cold calling door knocking i've done all of these like i used to go to the neighbors and door knock it's the toughest thing ever man like door to door is so embarrassing it's just it's hot it's it's, it's tough open houses um cold calling people people you know cursing at you getting upset while you're calling people then people say mailers then i've you know spent tons of money on facebook ads google ads all these type of things and everything does work every single thing in life and business works you put the two years in, it'll work, right? Everything works. But doing video content, being creative, being in social media, being on YouTube, people reach out to you. So once I started seeing that, like my whole life changed and I'm so grateful for it because imagine I don't have to do any of those things anymore. Now I can actually treat my business as a business and it, it changes. I have time to like really focus on the business by not being out there knocking on doors or spending hours in an open house or whatever, right? So thank, thankfully, social media, for most of us, uh, it's, it works like that. People reach out to us. So Hans, on, on average, how many people usually reach out to you on a weekly basis? And then how do you begin a conversation with them to then lead it to become a potential person who wants to you know, buy a home or list a home with you? Um, how does that convo go? from from um, starting point to end point and then about on average how many people do you get great question Anthony so honestly I don't get too much leads man um, I will say I get one or two leads a day right one or two leads a day sounds about right sometimes a little bit more because I don't really count the rental leads I get a lot of rental leads I, I get a few of those per day um, but I would say buyer and seller leads, I would say one or two a day. Um, I usually go straight into a consultation, something that probably most agents do not do. Like I always do a consultation. If someone does not have time or does not want to do a consultation, 
with me, then we really don't work together, right? If they don't have a 30 minutes or one hour to give me of their time, then how would they, you know, how would I be able to help them in probably the biggest purchase of their life? So if they contact me or reach out, we set up a Zoom call, right? Or some type of consultation in person or Zoom. And then from there, I get the whole criteria. I explain to them everything. I explain to them how the market is because today's market, Miami market is, is terrible right now. It's, it's on fire. It's, it's, you have to have knowledge of how it is. Cause it's not, if not, you're not going anywhere. You're not getting anything. So it's very, very important to have that conversation. Um, and then I go into numbers. I go straight into numbers. Cause some people are like, Oh, I have so much people reach out. I want to buy a million dollar property. I go straight into numbers. I'm like, you know, your payments are going to be, they just say your payments are going to be 5,000 bucks a month. Right. And they're like, oh my God, no, that's too much or something, you know, just throwing numbers out there. But that happens a lot. So I kind of get exactly what numbers are comfortable with, what areas, this and that. And then we start seeing properties, then we send offers, we go into contract and we close, right? So that's pretty much my fun. So let's say I'm out of state. I'm not from Miami. I'm coming from New York or Canada and I want to work with you. What is, I guess, a game winning strategy to buy a home? here in Miami, what should I be aware of when I, when I work with you and when I go buy a property here? Great question, Brian. So pretty much most of my clients, I will say 60, 70% are actually out of state and out of the country. Cause my, my content is actually right now it's three, but mostly it's Spanish and English. And I just started a few months ago in Portuguese. Oh, so wow. I have three channels, content in three languages. Uh, so <laughs> this is crazy. I had someone reached out from Angola. Angola is one of the Portuguese speaking countries in Africa. There's about four countries that speak Portuguese. You have Angola, Mozambique, and two other ones. Um, so I had this lady from Angola that wants to buy a property in Miami. My mind just, because I just started the Portuguese channel. I'm like, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> but pretty much, um, usually what I do with these people, because it's very tough, right, to buy property not being there. So they're like, oh, Hans, I'm going to fly over there. We're going to see properties. And then, you know, we'll send the offer. That's not how it goes. Unfortunately, it's not how it goes. The market is too hot. So we'll do the consultation. I'll see what they really want, their needs, their wants, the criteria. I'll start sending them properties. Then they'll send me a property that they like. We'll analyze it. We'll go out there. We'll make videos or FaceTime them, right? And then if they like it, we send the offer. Once we're under contract, once we're under contract, then I'm like, all right, you can fly now. You have a week because then we have inspection days that during that time you can, uh, you know, inspect the property, you can cancel, you have the right to cancel. So that's a perfect time for the, purpose, the person to fly out, see if the property, if they really like it in person. I've never had anyone cancel because usually, you know, uh, it's, it's a criteria that they already want. It's a property that they want. They saw the video. They, they probably went on Google and they probably drove by on Google. They probably did all the research, right? I mean, you're buying a property, you're going to do some research. So uh, by the time they get there, they pretty much like everything. So then we move forward. That's the best thing to do. I've had people do the opposite and come to Miami from either a different country or different state, look at properties or, or, or they'll send me properties that they like. Once they get to Miami, those properties are under contract. And then they're here for, let's say a few days or a week. And then we like, there's nothing available with their criteria. They just, it's just a pain in the butt. So the idea is to be under contract. Then you come down, you can see the property. If you don't like it, you cancel. If you like it, you move forward. So that's definitely uh, the number one step. And then number two, very, very important. Unfortunately, you're gonna need a lot more money than what you think. So let's just say, let's make numbers easy. Let's just say you're buying a million dollar property, you're gonna need 25%. Let's just say it's an investment property, you're gonna finance 25%, right? So that's 250 grand. Then you're gonna need closing cost, might be another 2%. But then on top of that, what's going on in the market in Miami and many other parts of the country is that 
properties are overpriced or pretty much the appraisal is not catching up to the price. So that $1 million property, the comps or the appraisal, the bank may appraise it for, let's just say, $850,000, $900,000. So what does that mean? If that person wants that property, they also have to have those $100,000, $150,000 extra on top. Right? That's what's going on with everyone. That's just in the big scale. But on the little scale, on the three, dollars $400,000 properties, you're going to need twenty, thirty, forty, fifty grand more. I'm looking to buy my second investment property right now. A few weeks ago, I sent the offer. A property was four fifty. I sent five hundred, and they went under contract with another person that sent five fifty cash. So that's a hundred thousand dollars more. So, on top of everything that you got to put, then you got to go and put an additional, you know, hundred grand, fifty grand, whatever it is. So, unfortunately, if you don't have that money, if you don't have any money right now, it's probably impossible. So you have to have that extra money to play in today's market. Do you think that this craziness in Miami is sustainable? Is, it, is this going to keep going or are we going to see a slowdown here? I don't think there's going to be a crazy pullback, but I do think there probably is going to be a slowdown. Hopefully, man. Hopefully. Uh, I know I'll be doing, I'll be making so much more deals. My business will be much better. Uh, probably in many people's business will be better, you know, with, with prices being normal. For example, we sent an offer yesterday with a client from Las Vegas, right? I get, actually, I put it on my Instagram to tell a story. The lady answers me, the agent answers me that they have 40 offers. Wow. So what does that mean? And, and, and there's not so much properties that are like that. So that means there's so much demand still. Those 40, out of those 40, one person is going to get a property. So we're missing 39, right? And that just keeps going on and on. And on. So it's going to keep happening until, you know, the supply and demand kind of either balance out. It may take it may take a year, it may take two years, but it'll definitely take some time. I don't think it'll be like right now in the next month. I think it'll, it'll take some time, and then hopefully it will slow down. That's so crazy, man, because I remember Miami, you used to rent out in Brickell for like 2500 22 for maybe probably like a 1-1, right? I remember those prices. Now to get in Brickell is like 3500 starting, right? Yeah, man. It's Even more. It's so bad. So I'm, really, I'm really sad I didn't buy more properties, you know, before, but hey, I didn't have a... You know, I wasn't selling that much, but yeah, man, prices are ridiculous right now. There's a lot of people making money and, and then there's people that can't go in, right? And that's the other thing too, because you're right. There are a lot of people coming in with money and they're buying it. And then a lot of them want to do Airbnb. So how, so is there, is Airbnb also messing up the real estate market in Miami as well? Cause everybody's using it to, to park their money, to park their money, vacation rental. They're scared of, of I, you know, I mean, their it's, states. It's a great business. It's a great business. I mean, the thing at least that I see from, from Miami is that you have Latin America, right? Like most, I think like almost 50% of all purchases are, are from out of, out of state and then out of the country. And then I think international things like 25%, right? So you have all these countries, Argentina's economies right now is horrible. Chile just changed presidents. A lot of people are scared. Same thing with Peru. So I have a lot of people calling me like, Hey, I'm scared. I need to get my money out. So all these Latin American countries, there's so much people with money. So they need to invest somewhere. Usually, where do they go? Many of them go to Miami, right? So we have all that demand. Then we have demand from all over the people from all over the states. You have the tech companies coming, financing companies. So there's so much demand, man. So so it's going to continue. It's going to continue. And as with Airbnb, I think it's a great business. I mean, there's people, I have a lot of clients making, you know, really good money, really good returns. Uh, my business, my, my properties, I put them on Airbnb. I think it's I think it's fun, fun business. It's great. It's a lot of work. A lot of people get into it without knowing. But it's 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 a tough. It's a lot of work. You How'd need you to understand that? it. You know. How'd you learn, or, where, or did you learn on your own? Did you learn on YouTube again? Like, where where'd you learn about the Airbnb model? I'm still learning. I'm still learning. Uh, YouTube. I've learned a lot. Uh, reading YouTube, asking uh, you know colleagues, real estate colleagues, that they do it themselves, and then just learning 
learning it. But one thing that I think uh, would differentiate me is, again, going back to the service. So, like, I travel a lot, and I go to Airbnbs almost everywhere I go. Like, I never get a message from the host or the owner or whatever, say, hey, how are you? How's everything? They just say, I'm, like, you check in and then you check out. There's never a hello, how are you? Right? It's like, damn. So where's the service? Where's that little, those little details, right? So with my properties, we're always like, hey, how's it going? Like every two days, how's it going? How's everything? You need something? Here's the best place around town. Here's the best restaurants around the place. Like I always just try to be very service oriented. So I always do that with my properties. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a cool, it's a cool... I don't know how much more properties like you said. There's so much people that are buying Airbnb. I don't know up to what point it will be a good investment or not. But the good thing is that you can always change it to regular long-term tenants, right? You just got to make sure that when you buy that property, those numbers work, right? Renting it long-term versus Airbnb and making sure they both meet your your numbers, as you say. Okay, okay. And do you, by any chance, do any commercial in Miami? I don't, man. I wish I did because I know numbers are really big. I have a lot of people that reach out. Right, they're like, hey, I'm Hans, I'm moving and I'm moving my business. I have a salon, I have a restaurant, I have this, I have that. And I really have zero idea as of right now in my life about commercial. I like, don't even know where to get started. Like I know a few websites, a few places to check, but it's like a whole different world. Another thing that I learned in business is like focus on what you're good at, focus on what you know. Don't try to you know, expand and do so much things because then you'll never, uh, you know, you'll never master any of them. So right now I'm just... 100% focusing on, you know, people trading, yeah. man. You know. I agree. And I'll yeah. tell you right now, look, the, the biggest thing here, I think there's a big play here, is that you've also separated yourself with a part that you're like, you're, you're literally speaking three languages and three in, 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 in these platforms where you're allowed to, like, create more diversity and, and, and be able to have more opportunities to get more leads and hit more people because you have that, that skill set of being able to speak three different languages, you know, and now you can reach out a bigger audience. So I think right there in itself is you have so much that you can still do with you, what you know a lot about and you're in, in your real estate space because you have so many vert different verticals to be able to reach more people and get more people in which, you know, alone the, you know, the, that woman or that person you reached out in, uh, in Angola, Angola, you know, who, who, who would have thought like I would have never been able to connect to that. Brian probably would have never been, you know what I mean? Crazy. And you had that opportunity to do so, uh, which is an advantage, you know, is an advantage. So, where do you see the goal for yourself when it comes to these social media platforms that you're starting? What's, what's the goal in mind? Like in the next few years, where do you want to see the real estate go to? Where do you want to see those platforms go to? And what's, what's the end goal for you? Whew, what a good question, man. So not me in general, just, sorry, just society, real estate in general, where would it go in five years from now? Where would it be the ideal place? Is that the question? Anthony? So for, for yourself, like, where do you see your real estate business in the Me, next few years and, like, your your platforms? Like, where do you want them to go? Like, what's the end goal for your platforms and your business for you personally? All right, from you personally. I got you, man. Um, that's a good question. I want to keep going, man. I want to double. I definitely want to double, like, I definitely don't put that much energy. That's another thing, right? So one thing is being consistent, and then if you want to double, you got to, you know, you got to double everything that you do, right? I don't really want to, like, again, my, at the end of the day, I'm just here to help people, right? Just inform. That's all I do is give information. Just like how YouTube is, like, a bunch of free information, I'm the same thing. Just free information about Miami and everything, you know, you can watch my videos and I'm just genuine. I'm just myself. It's like I'm talking to you guys. I, I'm just, I make my videos like that. So as with my, as with my, all the platforms on the social media, I'm just, like, giving information. 
I do want to double, but at the end of the day, my business is just like help people buy, sell, and just real estate. So it's two different things, right? They like the social media does help me get buyers and sellers, but I don't want to convert into a YouTuber or into a influencer on social media because then I'm going to lose focus on actually my actual business, right? So that's why I do want to double, but always, you know, aiming still towards my real estate business and not the, all these platforms, right? Uh, but hopefully, I you know I keep keep going, doubling. Right now, reels I see other things to go, so I just started adapting to like making more reels before I wasn't. Um, so yeah, man. Hopefully, in a few years from now, I could definitely double the business, double the social media, help more people, and uh, and I actually see myself in the future like being just like helping the agents, helping just businesses, entrepreneurs. So go more uh, into like the coaching space. May go into the coaching space, but like in the future, in the future, I see, I can see myself doing that again. I, I consume so much content of like self growth and, and motivation and real estate and business and this and that that I feel like I can uh, definitely help a lot of businesses. Um, there's a lot of businesses, so much businesses I feel like are doing the wrong thing, and I see that learn from real estate. So now I can look back at other businesses, like for example, following up. How much people like how much businesses you go to. Of, you know, let's say you go to your dental office or doctor's office, like, when do they ever follow up with you? Like, let's say you've already done this procedure. Did they ever, like, go a few months later, hey, how's everything? You need something else? And a few months later, again, like, most people don't do that. Most businesses don't do that. So I've learned so much things uh, from real estate that I could definitely help in the future other businesses. Um, but just to answer the question, hopefully I double in everything. Hopefully my YouTube doubles as well. Um, so now i got the three channels. Before I had the just English and Spanish. Now I separated it to English, then I have the Spanish, and then I started the Portuguese. So it's it's a tough, but so so I just gotta keep going, being consistent with the three channels, the social media. And then you know, I post on LinkedIn, on Facebook, on Instagram, on YouTube, on TikTok, I just started doing it. So there's a lot of content, there's a lot of things. I have a whole team helping me. I don't do like most of these things, by the way, because if not, I'll never work in my real estate career business right so let me ask so you I, that how, how how do you do that how do you build your team where'd you find your team for anybody out there who wants to do something similar like you how how do you do that so we can get into that because definitely something very important is definitely something like uh it's it's pretty cool the way i the way i have my team so i have someone that handles my instagram from argentina from my hometown um i have someone from mexico that edits my videos I have uh, a part-time assistant from Argentina, another full-time assistant from Venezuela. I have uh, I have a guy that helps me sometimes from Bangladesh, Bangladesh, Prince. And I have uh, I have someone writing blogs for me from Colombia. Um, he's actually one of my best friends. He was he was raised in Miami just like me. He just moved to Colombia. He's like working on the computer, so he knows Miami. You know, so so it's and he's actually uh, he loves literature. He's a, has a master, so he loves writing. So he's writing blogs for me. Um, I have someone in Mexico uh, doing my website and all like my branding. So people all over the place, right? Online, you find them online. Uh, just LinkedIn. I've sent so much like messages on LinkedIn. You know, I'll like filter people. I'll go to different countries and like, filter people depending on who I want to work with. You know, uh, I'm Argentinian. I feel very connected to the Argentinian people, so I have a lot of, you know, probably a few people on my team are Argentinian. I feel very connected to them, and I have the Venezuelan, the Mexican, 
So most of them, I guess, are Latin. They're all Latin. You know, again, I, you, got, you have to, because you got to, for me, you got to speak both languages. And then Portuguese is almost like that. So they could also, you know, help me out with the Portuguese as well. Um, yeah, I mean, but I, I think everybody should have, like, person, like, part-time assistants, you know, full-time assistants, everyone. There's so much little things that we do in business that, uh, that I learned this, uh, I learned this in real estate. I think Keller Williams, which is one of the bigger companies in real estate, taught me this, but they're like, get how much you made in one year right? Your, your, your net profit. Then divide that how much hours do you think you worked in that year, right? So let's just say you work, you know, eight hours a day, five days a week, you know, 40 hours, uh, whatever, four hours a week, whatever that number is, you divide your profit. So that's going to tell you how much hours you're worth, right? It could be $50, it could be $1,000, whatever it is. So then it, let's just say you're worth $50 an hour, you know, according to what these people teach you you're doing $10 an hour job, right? So then you start delegating a lot of these little things, even though it may cost you, but then you can focus, and again, on my me on doing maybe consultations, looking at properties, analyzing properties, following up with clients, speaking with clients, making content, making videos, right? So that's really what I've learned, and that's definitely helped me grow a lot more. That's why, again, I'm not really in the real estate business running around. I have a team that uh, I have a team in Miami that helps me show properties as well. I didn't mention that. I have a, a guy from Russia and a girl from Venezuela. As of right now, hopefully I start, I keep growing that. So they're also helping me show most of the properties, right? So I'm just here, like just making sure everything is going well in the business. Uh, so that definitely has changed a lot too um, in the last two years of my business. A lot of people are scared to do what you just said, and it's mm -hmm. investing in your team and building out your your internal infrastructure of what you need to run your business. And a lot of entrepreneurs, especially small business owners, I see a lot of the, and Anthony and I see a lot of the, these issues where they're scared to make that investment up front of, you know, take a, like $10 off their hourly rate of what you're saying and invest it in a, a video editor or a content director or somebody's going to help you uh, close your, you know, do your closing process. Tell me if this is true or not. Yeah. How much more business have you gained by just, you know, you take a little bit of a cut in the front, but in the back end, you've seen your business explode. Like how quickly and how impactful has that been for your business? If you put that scale one through 10. That's crazy. Good question, man. Almost immediately, almost immediately. It is like, I guess a lot of people are, are, are scared. Man. I didn't even mention, I also have two coaches, three coaches. I have three coaches as well. Like, I'm going full out. Again, I learned so much from podcasts, from business, from like, so I understand you need to do all this. I just understand it. Like in the beginning, you may not see it. You're like, oh shit, I gotta pay $10 an hour. I gotta pay this much money, this much money. And it's scary, right? Because it's like numbers, but I just know that's the way to go from learning for so much people that have already done it. So I'm not looking at it as like, oh shit, numbers. It's more like, hey, this people has done it, it's work for them. I'm just gonna do it. I'm just gonna do it. Like. Don't worry about the numbers. Don't worry about the money. And as soon as I started, especially online, like Latin America and so much countries, you could pay so little money, right? You could pay part-time assistant, a couple hundred dollars, four or five hundred dollars a month to help you with so much things. And, and video editors and social media, there's no excuses, right? It's very little money. Like Miami right now is, or Miami is very expensive. You go out and have some drinks, you spend a hundred bucks. Mm -hmm. With a hundred bucks, you, with 300, you get someone to like, do so much things for you. So I guess people are like, I know people are gonna be like, but where do I go and find them? How do I do it? What do I tell them? I mean, hey, if you wanna grow your business, you need to like 
have the structures. I've, for months, I've like wrote down like structures step by step. So like when I started getting like my full-time assistant, I'm already at my fourth one. It's not easy. It takes time and it's a lot of energy and effort. But again, I'm not running around like a, I'm not running around showing properties and busy all day. Now I'm just only focusing on my business. So again, I did see it in very little time. In a few months, I already saw my whole business change from when I kind of stepped out and started like delegating almost everything. So this was a recent, um, uh, this was a recent change you just made in your business? Wow. Yeah, this has been, I will say one year. I will yeah. say one year ago, I kind of stopped showing properties. Um, and that was really tough too, because I was like, from this much commission, I'm only gonna make this much. But then I was like, I don't know, I was like, let's do it. I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it. But you expanded your time. You expanded your time and now you're doing more things on your business. You could do more content. You can train more people. So you're going to get more, right? You're always going to get more. And I, and I tell people all the time this because it is true in business. If you want to scale, you know, you got to scale with people. You can't scale on your own. Um, and, that, and that's from personal experience, you know, personal experience. You can only get so far doing it yourself. You will eventually get burned out. You can't, you can't yeah. be in so many places at once. You can't do so many things at once. But if you put the right people around you, and most important, you put people around you that are actually better at you at certain things, that's mm-hmm. the secret. That's the secret yeah. sauce. 100%, Anthony. That's something I learned as well. So, like, I like editing, but, hey, I'm not a professional. So, I give it to someone else. I like, uh, like, administrative work like i suck at that so my part-time assistant i just like audio message them hey put the note a reminder for this a note for this do this contract um and check this out in the united states for us for real estate agents most of uh like so there's something called transaction coordinator and these people are people who pretty much manage your whole transaction in uh, in a cell right contracts and everything has to do with the contract from 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 like contract to close they call it and usually these transaction coordinators charge like four or five hundred bucks, probably less, probably more. So when I started paying the transaction coordinator and I started seeing what they were doing, and then I was like, it clicked. I think that's one of one, one of my parts of my assistants. No, that's when I was like, I'm gonna do a full-time assistant. I was like, dude, I do two a month, that's a thousand bucks a month. I could just get someone to work full time for me with the same amount. And I'll teach them transaction coordinator and I'll teach them everything else. So so that was uh that was one of the things that, that helped me get the full-time assistant. And um, yeah, man, a lot of people, I feel like a lot of people are doing it wrong. It's crazy because I just learned all this, you know, in the recent years, but I can look at so much businesses, so much businesses that are doing things wrong for not, for like not focusing on what they should be focusing on, right? There's something called the 80-20 rule. And the way I look at the 80-20 rule is, uh, and that's everything in life is the 80-20 rule and pretty much it's going to be, um, like 20% of what I do every single day brings me 80% of the results, right? Or you can vice versa, or you could do like vice versa. Maybe like 80% of my income maybe comes from 20% of my sales or, right? You can vice versa, but it's always an 80-20 rule. So I like to look at it as like every single day when I go to my computer, I'm like, all right, I need to focus on my 20%. That 20% that brings me 80% of results. As for me, it's gonna be making videos, you know, content creation, following up with clients, being on the phone with clients and managing my team. Everything else, like making a video, freaking doing a contract, all these little things, that's not my 20%. That's not the 20% that gives me the money. 
right? And so much companies, so much businesses uh, do it do it the wrong way, right? So it's super important to, to to understand what are you good at, what brings you to sales, and just only focus on that. Very, 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 very important, Hans. What can I say? I really appreciate you, man, taking your time uh, today to jump on here, share some, share with us some of your personal experiences from when you started to where you're at now to still learning so much, like you said, to continue to grow, double your what you're doing now with your platform, with your with your real estate business, talking about your teams and mindset. I think it's all important factors. So, brother, I just want to say thank you so much and give you the floor for a sec to let people know where they can find you and connect with you. Anthony and Brian, I really appreciate it, man. I love the podcast. I love what you guys are doing. I know it takes time, energy, and effort. And just, again, consistency is the key and just, you know, Throwing those nugs out there from each person that you interview is amazing. I love it. So keep on going. I appreciate it. Thank you, bro. And uh, you. everybody is, my name is Hans Weisfeld. It's a, it's a difficult name. But uh, you can go to YouTube and put Living in Miami. And then uh, you're going to see a bunch of my videos. Living in Miami or Instagram, everything else, Hans Weisfeld. Amazing. Amazing. Like the way we always ended on the podcast, what is the one biggest single piece of advice you can leave off to all our listeners today in one single sentence? Don't give up. Oh, one, one problem that I see with everyone, man, friends, family, is like they, they want to start a business or they want to start something and then they do it for two, three months and then they go to something else, right? It's like everyone, almost everyone is like that. We've all been there. Choose one thing. Everything works. Choose one thing that you like, that you love, and that the numbers make sense and just focus. Don't give up. Don't give up. Just keep going. I wanted to give up. I didn't tell you guys. I wanted to give up so much times with real estate. I wanted to give up so much time. I'm like, damn, this shit's not working. I, I was on negative for so much months. Like, my account, negative. I've had to ask friends and family, hey, let me borrow money. And I was like, damn, I'm going to have to go back to restaurants. I'm going to have to go back to the hotel. And uh, and then something in me was like, just keep going, just keep going, just keep going. So that's one, one piece. Just keep going. Don't give up and focus on one thing. Thank you, Hans. Thank that's you, brother. powerful, brother. Guys, you heard it from Hans himself. Don't give up and keep on going. That's the most important thing because at the end of the day, repetition and like you said it takes two years so you gotta get you gotta make sure you give yourself enough time to be able to see the successes unfold if you guys got value out of this podcast please drop a like comment subscribe leave a review drop a rating because the more love you show us the more love we can show back till next time on the sweated out podcast the recording has stopped